0: Grab a beer, we'll put college football in your ear. Let's rock and roll. I got mine.
1: What is up, Big Ten Backers? We're back for some more. Our regular Thursday show. We got a big-ass dump truck-style show for you. So please hit those likes. Please hit those shares. Hit us up with your comments. We'll address those after each segment. But we got to get into... Who is going to lead the Big Ten next year? we got some power rankings going on for you. We each did it a little differently. i got to start with my Buckeyes, man. They're at the top of the list for me, but I kind of tiered it. I have another team at the top, too. Uh, There's a lot of moving parts still to go on before the season starts, so obviously this list is not mature yet. But Ohio State and Oregon have some returning starters. Ohio State specifically, 9 of 11 returning starters on their defense. It was a top three defense in the nation. It's going to stay there. The two replacements being Cody Simon and Malik Hartford, they both had a lot of reps, key reps. I mean, played key uh, plays and were instrumental in the team. Um, f- four of the returning starters are also either first or second team, all Big Ten, in cornerback Denzel Burke, DN, JT Molau, D-Tackle, Tyleek Williams, and the other DN, Jack Sawyer. I mean, that's going to be a stud defensive line. Uh, They're going to take it to the next level. Like I said, it was a top three defense already, brothers. Another year of experience for virtually all of them. Watch out. The Buckeyes are going to be dangerous. And on offense, they brought back a lot of people, but they added some key positions too. Will Howard on offense from Kansas State. Quinshawn Junkins, I don't know how that happened with Travion Henderson coming back. He's rushed for 1,000 yards two years in a row at Old Miss. Quinshawn Junkins, man, watch that name with Travion Henderson. It's going to be nasty in that backfield. All right, I thought Travion Henderson actually was off to the NFL, too. But he's coming back. The one-two punch is going to be crazy. Emeka Buka is back, and they only have to replace a tight end, a wide receiver, and a right tackle. 7 of 11 starters on offense, too. That is insane. That's a lot of skill coming back. The Ducks are loading up as, as well and have quite a few transfer portal players and people coming back. So those are the kind of the top tier. Then I got that second tier and I have Nebraska in the second year with Matt Rule in that second tier. A lot of people won't have them there yet. So we'll see what you, the other two have, but also USC. I mean, they're always going to be there with that offense, that high powered offense, but they've they've done some work on that defense getting some NFL coaches on the staff and they're getting some guys in in the transfer portal and then PSU is always in that second tier Penn State baby they're there I don't I don't have Michigan in it they're losing everyone and probably
2: including their coach but what you got on Oregon Jamie hey man it, it's time to get excited it's time to wake up here we got we're talking about power rankings of the big 10. All right. You talked about your boys, Ohio State. We talk about Oregon. That is my top tier. I look at them, and I don't want to be that overconfident Duck fan. I understand we're going to do a big-time conference now, and it's going to be a wake-up call for a lot of those Pac-12 teams that are coming, and I think it's going to happen. I do think Oregon is the most poised team out of those four teams that are coming. I think that they – yeah, they're they're losing uh, – Bo Nix, Troy Franklin, but they went out and found their replacements. Okay, they got Dylan Gabriel. Okay, they they went out and they're bringing back a ton of stars. They're bringing back four out of their five starters on the offensive line, and that's a team that was a finalist for the Joe Moorhead Award at the end of the season. And so that in itself is huge. O line is everything. Shit. I got. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my top five here, right here. I got Ohio State, Oregon. Michigan with a question mark. I think the Harbaugh situation, if he leaves, might blow up their team even more than it has. But I think they're they're stacked pretty deep. And then you got Penn State, USC. Spoiler alert: I put uh, Washington down at number nine. UCLA just a peg above them. And then you got a lot of lower tier teams uh, trying to figure it out with with Nebraska, Michigan State, Maryland, Northwestern. Are they going to have the same type of year? it's going to be interesting i think you do have that top two though in oregon ohio state i got ohio state ahead of oregon and they look like the better team because they've been there they've done it they're returning so many people they surprised the hell out of me out of some of those guys that are returning and so i got ohio state one oregon number two those two teams are going to go out and represent for the big football playoffs
0: all right, man! Look in the comments. Hit us, whoever's listening. Hit us with your your top five Power Five for 2024 in the Big Ten. I'm rolling out with the Ducks, man. I think the Ducks have showed a lot last year. I think they got room to grow. I think they're going to make that growth. I think it's a corn flip, corn flip. You know, because we're the Midwest a corn, flip. corn flip. That's Big Ten backers. Yeah, <laughs> between Ohio State and Oregon, <clears throat> you can't really go wrong. I think with either pick. I think the difference is Ohio State playing out in Oregon. I know that doesn't really affect power rankings. I still think it's a corn, corn flip, talent wise. It's a corn flip. But yeah, that's your top tier, man. It's Oregon, Ohio State. We're bringing the O's. I think after that, I think Penn State takes this leap, man. I think they're going to jump Michigan. I think they're going to jump USC. But after that, Ohio—I mean, Oregon, Ohio State, Penn State, USC, Michigan. Then my next tier is going to be Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa. I think those three can battle it out. I think they're going to make massive improvements between Luke Fickle and Matt Rule in their second year. I'm expecting big things out of those two programs. I think I was still going to stay the same. Great defense. They can't find an offense. Hopefully they can get a coordinator to change that. And then after that, man, it doesn't really matter, but I got Michigan State, Washington, UCLA, Northwestern, Maryland, Rutgers, Minnesota, Indiana, Illinois, and Purdue, and Washington. I should probably slide them down. <laughs> they getting depleted, son. After the Boar left, I did everybody else, so that's going to be interesting. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's mine, that's my power rankings for the Big Ten heading into next year. Hey, what I want to know is, Jamie,
1: where do you have Washington? Where do you got UW in that list? I got them slid all
2: the way down to number nine, and it's easy yeah, I got to see What's 10. happening to UW right now? I got them number nine. It- <laughs> It, it's a toss from the championship game, like game to number nine it's crazy and it's unfathomable that's what's happening but that team is not the same team and they're going to the big 10 they're going to have to play those style of defense they met in the championship i think it's going to be a rude awakening they also got to learn how to play defense that's one of the things that i think oregon sometimes ucla that's what they kind of bring with them i think usc and UW are going to really need to learn how to play defense if they want to succeed in the big 10
0: yeah i think they're definitely gonna have to figure that out for sure especially a running defense and you see what michigan mm-hmm. they tore them up on the ground and you're gonna get a lot of that a lot of that midwest three yards in a cloud of dust flavor and i don't know if they're ready
2: i don't think they are
0: i think oregon planned ahead man they 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 seen this coming They forecasted it, and they got their defensive line ready for for this move, and I think that's going to be – They
1: kind of had the pieces in place. I think Oregon did a little better than Washington, where Washington was more of like the transfer portal type team. They brought in a bunch of guys, had it all at the right time, developed a few people too, but then they just lost everyone. I mean, even even without the coach leaving, they were losing a ton, man. All kinds of talent to the NFL.
0: They were. Let's hit a couple of comments here. Brandon, from the Big Red Backers podcast, I think California schools will be in for a rude awakening when they play us Big Ten boys.
2: My, my man, Brandon. I, I 100% believe, believe in that statement right there. That's that's a good one. I,
0: I like how much Brandon joins us, man. Yeah, too. Appreciate it. And we got Charlie Sinclair, Harbaugh, getting announced tomorrow. We're going to talk about that next and we're gonna bring in we're gonna bring in a Michigan man here to talk about Michigan and everything that's going on there. So let's get this yeah. thing moved in. Let's get the Michigan man in here. Oh, the yeah, Michigan boy. man is in the Oh house. there it is. Look at all that.
1: Oh shit.
3: Oh man. What's happening, fellas?
1: Man, doing? you are decked out. What you got behind you? Woodson jersey and can't see the other one. It's number four.
3: Some nobody, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Freezing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We got Quorum and Harbaugh there.
0: Yeah. All is Quorum. Yeah. Nice. So are you oh, going oh, to are- <laughs> uh, buy a Chargers jersey? Or do you already have one?
3: What was that?
0: that? Is you going to buy a Chargers jersey or do you already have one?
3: No, we don't have one yet. We shall see, right?
0: We shall see. So, so what do you is, think? Is he going, We're... man? Is he is he off to the NFL? Is he coming back? Should he stay or should he go? What you think, man?
3: Man, I I think everybody's uh, everybody's guess is probably as good as mine at this point. I think uh, one thing's for certain: um, Jim Harbaugh marches to the beat of his own drum, and. Uh, We've seen this happen before. Uh, we've seen it happen the past two years. Um, you know, 21 cycle up. He's going to the Vikings. Nope. Nope. He's not. He's back at Michigan. 22 cycle. He's going to the Broncos. Nope. He's not. He's back at Michigan. Um, I think, I think it feels a bit different this time, though. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he's accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Uh, and it, it, it's a bit more like the 21 cycle where, uh, he's actually out there pursuing jobs. Uh, the 22 cycle, it was kind of the Broncos pursuing him. Um, and and it feels a lot more like the 21 cycle where, where Harbaugh is out there pursuing some jobs. Um, so, we know he's got a deal at the table at Michigan. We know Michigan wants him back. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, is, it, is there any validity? Is there any validity to the no fire
1: clause at Michigan with that contract? Have you heard anything on those regards?
3: Uh, I, you know i've I've heard uh, I've heard there's some hang up in the clauses. um, you know, especially uh the the four cause clause you know if i guess if the ncaa would come after him and you know he so honestly i don't i can't you know who knows the specifics of of what those contracts say and and uh what the real hang-up is i mean um for, for me, though, as a diehard Michigan fan, one thing's evident. Um, you know, we, we've gone through this year after year after year. Um, Jim Harbaugh, he, he, he wants a Super Bowl. Uh, it, 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 it seems pretty clear. Um, you know, and, uh, and it, it, if, if it's time to go, it's time to go. I mean, he, he's brought us back, uh, to, to more than relevance. Uh, three Big Ten championships in a row, capped off by a natty this year. Um, you know, hey, the man wants to go chase a Super Bowl, go chase the Super Bowl. Um, I think for, for Michigan fans, though, the hard part of it, though, is, is sitting here uh, while the transfer portal, you know, everybody's signing. You got recruiting going yeah. on. And uh we're we're pretty much we're we're at a standstill, just uh still soaking up see. that natty, right? We're we're just sitting here like, Oh, this natty's great, but uh oh man, Big Ten's getting pretty crazy next year and everybody's making moves and uh we're 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 sitting waiting. So
1: True that. we I shall mean, that does- see. That does make a big difference right at this time of year. There's a lot of high-profile guys transferring from Alabama, from Washington, from Arizona, and they have 30 days to do it. And if Harbaugh makes a decision sometime in the next week or two, you might be able to get in on some of those guys.
0: All right, how do you feel about all these NFL departures from Michigan and all the people declaring, man? How do you think the roster is going to look next year? So I, I would say uh, I, I think – so far
3: for, for me anyways every one of them was expected except for one um and that was Trent A. jones on the offensive line um i think everybody else once again you win a national championship um you know selfish selfishly i would have loved for jj to come back you know but Put yourself in those shoes. What are you going to do? Right? I mean, you just won the national championship. You're going to, you're you going to come back to say, Oh, well, I beat Ohio State three years in a row. Uh, I won two national championships. Um, I, I, I think you go out and, and chase that NFL dream and, and make that money. So.
0: I really blame, blame the out. guys all those all those Buckeye fans out there man rub it in their face let them know how it feels to be a Michigan man tell tell beef tell them okay hey, you know
3: what uh I've, I've known the old beef for for a hot minute and uh I, I've taken my ass whoopings so uh <laughs> you know it, it it feels good though it feels good feels good to uh finally feel like we have a rivalry back right because um, because i don't know i can't i can't rattle off the statistics but what was it like 16 of 18 or or something like that we just got our ass pummeled so um i i am a michigan man i i still don't count 2016 but um <laughs> but everything else you know pretty legit Hey man, Jamie, break
1: down, man.
0: Break this down. Were
1: you singing, were you singing Mr. Brightside
3: at the top of your lungs? Uh, I've, I've sang it, uh, quite a bit more frequently here of late, you know, with, with a little bit more passion in my voice too, you know, for sure. And then, and and then they got that other one that they brought back. Uh, I think it was from the first time, uh, the first win over Ohio State was like, Don't you know, bump it up? You've got to bump it oh, up. Yeah. Don't you know, bump yeah. it up? So, I, I you know, I bump around town every now and then to that.
0: Oh, yeah, you should, as you should. We got a Go. or, Jamie, we got a question for you. Mason wants yeah. to know, How sure are we about hardball to the Chargers? What you think, man? Take this one,
2: you know. I, I feel like this is the destination he wants to go. There's There's been talks that he went and interviewed for the Chargers. He interviewed for the Falcons. I think the Falcons is a, a play. He doesn't actually want to go to the Falcons, but it's a way to bring money back to the table at, at both sides. Mm-hmm. I think he wants the Chargers. He wants to get the deal done now. There are some rules in the NFL, the, the Rooney rule, where like you you have to do uh, interview uh, minorities in person, uh, at least two candidates. And so it takes more time in the NFL. You can't just can't just snap your fingers, get it done. And he wants it done now. The Chargers where he wants to go. He's got his quarterback and Justin Herbert. They're the team that has needed a coach to put them over that line. And I think that's where he wants to go. He's 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 looking there. He's got a winner that he's dealing with there in Michigan. And and he looks at at sunny Los Angeles right now to come over there and get it done. I think it's gonna happen. I think that there's a lot of talk about this clause and stuff about if he, you know, can't get fired from from Michigan and stuff. And I think that that's all good. And and he's just he's playing a lot of games right now. And that would be the only reason I think he doesn't get this Chargers job is because he tries to play so many sides of this and get the very best deal possible. And I think that he might miss out on opportunity because they're just tired of meeting all his demands. He's a man who's earned it. He's a man who's who's won year after year. And earn the the right to make some demands, but you know these people are getting tired. There's a lot of good candidate candidates out there, and so I, I feel think like he
1: wants. I feel like he wants too much control, like that demand to hire the GM. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. I don't. I, it, I this don't is like the that. NFL. The owner, the owner's not going to be like, yeah, dude, you can hire whoever you want. I think. I mean, I get Chargers,
0: it, and here's why I think he wants the Chargers. He took his school and won them a national championship. Now he goes to the Chargers and gets a chance to take his former NFL team to a Super Bowl. And I think that's where his head's at. I think he, he thinks of this like a champion. Like, I can do both, man. I can get my school a national championship, and I can get my former NFL team a Super Bowl. And how cool would that be? To Be able to say. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Him.
0: I mean, that's complete. Like,
1: man, he's a man. Did it everywhere. at The highest yeah. levels.
0: Well, you can say it in your... Arnold voice go charges. Cause he's going, he's gone. He's there. (laughs) No doubt about it. And then the whole, no, I can't be fired for the cheating scandal. How was he pumping his chest saying we didn't do anything wrong. And then he's going to put want that in a clause. Like what the hell? You definitely know some shady (laughs) shit was going on for damn sure. Absolutely. No doubt about it. If you're asking for, I can't be fired clause, you definitely did some, did some shady stuff behind the scenes. But man, what he
3: knows is the NCAA is coming after him. That's what he knows.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it.
3: But Sharon You're Moore, sure.
0: man, like who are you going to hire? That is the only option, yeah. in my opinion. That dude's already got a win against the Buckeyes. He's undefeated as a, you know, interim head coach or whatever you want to put that title on him when he filled in for hardball. If he doesn't get the job, and maybe he files all those, sorry, hardball to the NFL. I've been a lot of rumors about Brian Kelly being a candidate. I could see that just because he has those ties to, to the state of Michigan through Central I think Michigan he would leave and Grand Rapids, but I don't think he would leave either. So I think it's Sharon Moore. I think he's the only real candidate to replace Jim Harbaugh if he can, because B was talking about this earlier about the, the NCAA coming after some of the coordinators as well. So that would be interesting. I mean, that, that's
1: like you said, that's something that's never really been done in the history of the NCAA. They don't come after assistant coaches. They go after the top guy and that's really it. But there's rumors that that's
0: a possibility. Yeah. And I'll say it's orgy time, boy. It is orgy time. We're getting an orgy on. <laughs> there in Ann Arbor. We're going to orgy
3: in the end zone.
0: I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh there's a lot of no better can place for in, it, but you still got orgy. I don't know how well he can throw the ball, but the dude's obviously physically talented and can run the ball like crazy. And then you've got Edwards, man. Edwards said, I'm coming. This is my home. This is where I'm at. You put Edwards on that team, and Michigan always has a good offensive line. They can beat numerous teams with with Edwards and offensive line and that defense that gets pumped out in Michigan the last few. Yeah, times. and that
3: that that's really uh, the the key to it. I mean, when when you look at it, number one defense in the nation, and uh, the majority of the defense is coming back. Uh, the, the question marks are really on on offense. Um, we had Miles Hinton, um, uh, you know, a tackle coming back. He started a lot of games for us. I mentioned uh, Trent A. Jones earlier. Uh, really, really thought he was going to come back. Uh, started started uh, a lot of games for us, um, especially after uh, we had we had the injury in um, the Ohio State game to our big boy zinner. Um Trente came yeah, on and, and 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 played played great. Um really thought he'd come back. So we had uh basically our our bookend tackles coming back and then we had the transfer coming in from Northwestern. Uh so so that would kind of give us three out of five offensive linemen back, losing a lot of skill position, but uh you know Dynamic defense coming back, uh, losing Trente. I think that hurts a bit. Um, still lots of depth on that Michigan offensive line. That's probably the place where we've recruited the best. Uh, but question marks definitely at quarterback and double question marks, uh, at the wide receiver position. So, um,
0: I'll it
3: up. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting in. next year. And then, you know, uh, like I said, everything hinges on everything hinges on Harbaugh, right? Uh we're kind of gridlocked right now. Uh Harbaugh leaves. Um pretty pretty sure Jesse Minter leaves. Uh lots of other coaches leave. So staff yeah. looks staff looks quite Fair. a bit different. Uh I don't think that there's really a name pass thrown more for head coach, to be honest with you. I've heard, I've heard the Brian Kelly stuff. I'm not buying it. I don't think that, uh, I don't think the alumni would buy it. Um,
2: hey, brother, but I don't mean to interrupt you, but did anybody see our version of Adam Schefter with Brandon bringing in the news on the Ohio state I did. offensive yeah. coordinator? Bill O'Brien. That's Bill big O'Brien, time dude man. right there. Thanks for that, Brandon. I'll, I'll, add, nice. uh,
0: I'll add one thing to sum up the offense for Michigan and what they're gonna look like next year. You got ordley and a lot of holes to fill. That just sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That's
1: actually yeah, that's that's I've been to that party.
0: <laughs> we don't need to hear about those days. Please spare us, B. All right, I pre- appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming in here and talking a little Michigan with us. You guys got anything le- uh, to add in or to say before we move on?
2: Hey, I appreciate you they coming would, on. They wouldn't
0: let me in at the party, but
1: <laughs>
0: I was there. All right. Well, appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, my yeah, Michigan no man. Thanks, Thanks
3: for having here. me. Appreciate you have a good one.
2: All right, you too. All right, AJ. I got this next topic here. We got DeBoer. We all know he left for Alabama. But they quickly found their man in Jed Fish, Arizona's head coach. I think that was a home run hire uh, looking for something on their heels. He's a big-time get for Washington. Pulling him away from Arizona. They were about to be the team in the Big 12. I think that was a good get. I'm a little skeptical about what he's walking into. I don't, as you saw, I I ranked him nine and that might have been generous. I don't suspect him to have immediate success there. I'm looking at their roster and, like, a fun fact of this is they're only returning two starters from that national championship game, and those two come from the defense. That offense that just was amazing that got them to Completely that championship, gone. gone. There's not a single starter from the championship game coming back. Either it's NFL, transfer portal, everybody's gone. It's it's not the same team, and that's why we're all hesitant to rank them high coming into the Big Ten. I'm i I'm scared for, for Jed Fish here, but Kalen DeBoer knew what he was doing. He left that job on a high note, didn't recruit very well, didn't bring – Jimmy Lake before him didn't recruit very well. They're all riding Chris uh, Peterson's uh, back here to to get to the national championship. They got the way he recruited for them. Now there's not a team left for Fish, and I, I'm a little disappointed. DeBoer did the right thing, left team that wasn't going to live up to last year's expectation, went to a team that Nick Saban stockpiled for him, and so and depleted kind of their roster too. <laughs> yeah
1: I mean yeah Washington fell for the banana and the tailpipe man they hired that coach that was gonna just come and go he's like the gas station man got in there made his money and now he's gone but I don't discredit him for that you gotta you gotta strike while the iron's hot and make that money while you can otherwise you get left behind in this game you know it but it hurts after a year like that for the Huskies they had it was really a historical year right I mean they're not very many times that they're going undefeated all the way through the year until the national title game. I I think it only happened one other time that they went undefeated, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're looking and, at and then I, go ahead
1: and going into the Big Ten, you want that momentum. You're going to a new conference. You want to have that stacked team to show out when you get there to show you're one of the big dogs. You belong there. But they're not going to have that opportunity. They they shot their load a little too early. And Jed Fish, he's a great hire, but I can't even count the number of teams he's been at for two years. It would take too long. I mean, our podcast would be over by the time I got done with it. So he might be one that, you know, slips that banana in the tailpipe again, and he gone.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it's going to be this. harder
2: for him. Just will say be this, to, man. I'll oh, go ahead. Jed
0: Fish, he better be all up on that pike place Fish market because he's got some big fish to find to fill the freaking roster that just got depleted. There's nobody left, man. Seattle is a mess. Washington's a mess. I don't know how he's going to clean this up, but man. Arizona was was a mess when he got there. I was about to say that, but look what he did. What, four games in? He completely changed Arizona's season. I doubt he'll have that kind of luck just because the Big Ten is is loaded with lots of teams. But man, oh man, it's still a good hire. You know the reason why he left, right? Why is that? Well,
1: number one, it was his longest stint ever. Three years at Arizona. Number two, he was leaving a terrible situation. Arizona was $240 million in debt from an accounting heir. Uh,
3: These are yeah. people that teach oh, accounting
1: know. and finance. People that teach accounting and finance. Do not go there if you want to have money. Don't go there. Don't go to business. Don't go for accounting. Don't go for anything of that nature. They're the people that lead that university lost two hundred forty million dollars. They're talking about cutting sports, like cutting teams, some
0: teams because they have to make up that money somehow. All right, let's talk about what Alabama's getting out of Kalen DeBoer, man. Huge hire, in my opinion. I. I thought they were going to stay with the Saban tree. I think this is actual better, better hire outside of like Kirby smart. I think he's the best. He's five and zero against Oregon and Steve Sarkeesian. You're talking about Dan Lanning and Steve Sark, who was two of the top candidates for the Bama job. He's got an undefeated record against these guys. He is 104 and 12 total as a head coach. He's got four Pack national titles. A Pac 12 or a Pac 12 conference title in his belt. He won a playoff game and he played in the national championship. Like to replace Saban, it can't be done. He's never gonna live up to that man's shoes. No one can. But as far as what you got, this dude is a proven absolute
2: winner, man. Like, great hire. Hey man, as far as decision-making skills go, he is probably the best in the game. Realizing that U Dub was about to fall apart and jump on the Alabama bandwagon, that tells me all I need to know about his decision-making as a coach. I, I think he was a, a home run hire for them in their circumstances. That all these people that they actually wanted said no. He was the guy that I thought was the best person available to go and get, but. I, I truly didn't think they were gonna get him and uh and proved me wrong there, yeah. but I, I thought he was the best option that they had left.
1: I'm pretty sure they were just listening to you, like, yo, this Jamie the Duck guy knows his shit. We're taking him.
0: There you go. <laughs> they straight listened to you. You're Like, yeah, he's the man, he's he's the one that's got the job, and then what, twelve hours later, he's the man got the job. Hey. Yeah, for sure. He wasn't even on the radar till you mentioned it.
2: It's the gospel, <laughs> man. I say it, it happens. Yeah, right.
1: but uh, the interesting part about all this is there's a multitude of reasons why you're not going to be able to see what Saban did ever again. And it's the college football landscape is changing dramatically. Now the best recruiters, which Saban always was may not have the best team. You have to learn to retain the players that you have and keep open, smooth relationships with players that you lost. I mean, someone else got them. They may be coming back in a year or two. So you got to still keep that open. And with NIL, it favors um, and is more sustainable to big cities or states that have bigger cities that support their teams. So there's big businesses to give that chunk of change. And maybe for the first couple of years, that's OK. But when you start getting into of these more rural type schools, there's not teams, there's not the industry to give all that money. So Saban might have got out, out, of out real quick talk.
0: on you because you, you, you threw some salt on the GOAT's name. You said the reason no one could do what Nick Saban did is because of the culture of college football. Now you're crazy. Nobody could do that, mm-hmm. even in his primetime culture. Nobody could it's do true. what he did. I don't care what you say. It doesn't matter about the culture now. It just makes it harder. But no one was going to do that, period. I don't care what era of football it is. You don't, you don't do things like he did.
4: Yeah.
1: Whatever, man. I'm going to take my words and I'm going to stick to them.
0: All oh, I say no one could do it now. Name, you put some respect on it. You should. Especially now that he's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> once, the, once he's dead, then I'll put some respect on it. No, man. he ain't. That dude's the salt of the earth. He ain't going nowhere. He's going to be the commissioner of the NCAA. Watch it. He needs to be on the playoff committee for sure. <laughs> you might just do that. Hey, it's time to pay some bills. Let's get some Dano seasonings in here. Let's get spicy for this next segment. Let's
3: go. Yum yum, get you some. Yum yum, get your some. Yum yum, get your some.
2: It's it's tasty, tasty, yum yum, get you some.
4: Dano seasoning, food's favorite flavor. Yum yum, get you some.
2: I'm Joe Burrito, your favorite burrito. Whoa.
0: Joe, hey. we all know you're the best. What? You can always do better. Try the
4: new Dano's hot chipotle.
0: Oh, that's spicy. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. Get you some. Ooh, feed, get us some. What's the next subject we about to talk about?
1: Oh, man, we got to get into the next stuff. Mario Cristobal and the Miami
0: Hurricanes.
1: Where you going, man? Hey, man, I'm not oh, the one did. leading this show. You're the you're the dude, man. All right, let's go, man. You, oh, just, you just changed it up on me. I didn't know what the hell you wanted me I to do. I was
0: about to let B have it, but he, he can't take it, man. So, you know, Ohio State hires new athletic director from Texas A&M, Rosh, Bajor, and Ryan Day returns a lot of talent, including grabbing the number one running back out of the transfer portal, all SEC running back, Quinshawn Junkins. Ross Borg, man, believes oh, it. That's Ryan Day. why you wanted me to say it, because you couldn't pronounce any of the names. Exactly. And it's <laughs> I figured I'll let you have it. But he says Ryan Day is a great mind, has his back completely. He is there to support Ryan Day. One thing that he wants to make clear when he takes over Ohio State is football is king. They want to keep all 36 sports, but football is king. They are the moneymaker at Ohio State. They are the front porch of Ohio State, and he wants to make sure that he can do everything in his power to flex the Ohio State muscle. Him and the president both said that. That's some different uh, words that you get out of the leadership from the president and the athletic director recently. You don't kind of hear that talk from Ohio State, which is kind of nice to hear. I'm sure I was going to let you talk about that, but since, since you didn't want to, man, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and break it down. But Ryan Day returns 11 draft drafts eligible players 11 and these guys weren't low most of these guys weren't low level draft picks either you're talking about two defense ends that were projected to go first second round henderson was supposed to be a high drafted running back i'm not sure exactly what round he was he number been. one running back yeah exactly big time man and then you're talking about their cornerback denzel burke baby denzel Burke, man like he was another guy that was projected to be drafted high and all these guys returned is it because they want to get a win against Michigan? Or are they trying to support their head coach, Ryan Day, and make sure they give him a chance to keep this job? I don't know what it is, but, man, they are re absolutely reloading. But go ahead. It's
1: kind of not the culture at Ohio State either. It's like you can get to the pros, you go. So this yeah. whole turnaround, like, I think it is the Michigan games, man, losing to Michigan and then no Ryan Day's job's on line. It's even more on the line now. If you don't have a deep playoff run. That's a fireball offense now. I mean, you got everything that you need. Everything, mm-hmm. so including the coaches. Sucks.
2: Yeah, we need to start putting some respect on Ryan Day's name. The man's won 90% of his games. I understand there's some high level of like coaching that needs to happen if you coach for a team like Ohio State, but are you kidding me? He's always sitting there on the hot seat. We talk about these guys, 11 draft-eligible players coming back. Surprise me, you talk about – these guys that were going to be first or second round picks. You say it's not the culture. or yeah. say it's not the culture anywhere if you're a first or a second yeah, round sure. pick. You take the guaranteed money. Running backs don't come back if they are big-time running backs. They do not want to get hurt in college. They want to go to the NFL. Yeah. He was number one running back. We have to put some respect on his name. This hiring of a new AD doesn't feel good for Ryan Day. New ADs don't come in to keep their coaches. This guy did not hire Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. He's the guy who fired him with a $76 million buyout. He's the guy. He gave him that
1: extension, though, to get that $76 million. Sure,
2: sure. But he didn't bring him in. He got rid of him. And he may believe in Ryan Day to begin with, but I think he's on a very short leash. When you have a new AD, they want to pick their people. Ohio State's going through some changes. They got a new president. They got a new AD. There's a lot of movement going on there. But the one thing that's still there is Ryan Day. Beave is one of the first people to tell you, not always a fan of Ryan Day. you know. And I, I coach It's just inconclusive 90- right now. Yeah, he's won 90% of his games. He's recruited very well. He's killing it in the transfer portal he, his players either believe in him or believe that they're going to succeed under him by coming back because yes, whether they want to win that Michigan game. And I, I get, I'm not a Ohio state or a Michigan fans. I don't feel the, the real rivalry there, but there's more to it than that. They think they can win a national championship. They think that they have the team that came back together and can play under Ryan Day, they think they can win a national championship. That's why I picked them number one. That's why they they are the best team in the Big Ten until proven otherwise coming into this season.
0: I'm ready to see this ground-and-pound game. You're talking about Quinson Junkies, yeah. Ray Henderson, Will Howard, yeah. or even Devin Brown. Like This is not going to be your typical air it out all over the field. Mm-mm.
1: I was going to say, they're going to put up some yards. Yeah, they're going to be on the, on ground. the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they
1: got uh, but they got they're, the they're going to still have to give. To they're still going to have to give those wide receivers. They still got a stud wide, wide receiver crew. They're going to have to get them the ball. Well, if you can get the
0: running game open, that makes the throwing game a hell a lot, a lot, easier. lot easier. Yep, it's going to be yeah. an interesting year for the
2: Buckeyes. It it they is. bring back
0: different different team.
2: They bring back the number one draft eligible running back. And they picked up the number one running back in the transfer portal. They should have no excuses about the ground and pound game. They should get done. They're going to run all over everybody, especially those new PAC 12 schools. Like they're, they're not going to know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, they're definitely loading up, man. I think there's, you see some NIL motivation done. Mm -hmm. Some of them skipped the athletic director, Gene Smith. or said, Oh, wait, we gotta give it no, we don't have to do that. There's there is a lot of resurging Buckeye fans willing to donate money now that they've seen Michigan win a national title. And now you have an AD who is all about the NIL. He also yeah. talked about how that we're gonna we need to separate the big two, need to separate from the rest of college football. He's already planning for that to happen he talked a lot of a lot of crazy things and and talked a lot about the future and, and the NIL and and funding the football team because the football team is what makes money definitely excited about uh, him as the AD i know some people weren't uh thinking it was a home run hire but i like it at least from what i what i read up on the guy you i mean gotta, you got to give
1: him the benefit of the doubt too i mean see what he does you can't judge him before he starts cuz you never know true story but i'm judging him He's an idiot. That extension for Jimbo was dumb, and I—I I mean that fiscally it was just a stupid move. And they all did it during COVID because they thought someone was going to come poach their their guys. So the the guys that made that decision, their rush judgment, I think are pretty short sighted and stupid.
0: And he's that's one of the, fair, but I think that comes more from a lot of the boosters. Like I, I'm going to give you this money if you keep this guy.
1: He was a dude in charge. He did it.
0: That's fair. But. Jimbo looked like a good hire at one point. <laughs> the extension though. Bad call. All right, let's move on, boys. Let's move on.
2: All right, What's I got this next about? one here. Yeah, We're Jamie's taking about- this one. We got Michigan. You take a charge. I'm trying my best. Now just kidding. <laughs> All right, I got I got Michigan State here uh and coach Jonathan Smith. They they found uh their cornerback coach uh just in their new Big 10 uh Big 10 opponent from Oregon, they're able to pull. He's been pulling together a coaching staff over there at Michigan State, something to, to believe in. It's a little ironic seeing as how he left his alma mater and he pulls a guy who is coming back to his alma mater in Demetrius Martin. This man is a, is a pretty good cornerback uh, coach. He's recruited very, very well. The results weren't seen at uh, at Oregon. They ended up. We're like, okay, who are we going to get to replace him? Who are we going to get to replace him? Well, we already had the man in house. Uh, instead of just coaching safeties, he's going to be the total defensive back coach. That's Chris Hampton. He's our co-defensive coordinator. He was offered a lot of a lot of big, uh, not big, but at least uh, some DC positions across the board that he turned down to stay at Oregon. He gets to promote from within there, get a little bigger role. He's the man we were hoping, uh, hoping to, to take over there. And so you promote from within, it is kind of crazy. Michigan state pulling a, pulling an Oregon coach from within. Um, you don't see that too often. They really didn't have anybody leaving the the coaching staff over there at Oregon. And so that was kind of one of the first big, big moves and, uh, not a lot of movement on Dan Lanning steals it from the Nick Saban tree of, of promote from within, find the guy from within. And, uh, I think I think he's made some good moves. So that's kind of the the news there out of Michigan State. I didn't
1: realize he was a former Michigan State player. So that makes yeah. more sense now. Yeah. But you have to really believe in Coach Smith to make that move with everything that they have coming back in Eugene. So I w- I was still surprised. I mean, they're in the run to make a big playoff run and you can get yourself to a high level after that.
0: I mean, John Smith, Jonathan Smith is a great coach, man. I don't blame him for following him there. Obviously, it looks crazy from a topical view, but once you get down in the weeds, like Jamie, Jamie said, that's his alma mater, man. It makes total sense. Now, this was one of Dan Lanning's dudes, though. He's been there at Oregon since Dan Landing got there. Uh, crazy to see him leave Dan Landing, because I think they kind of had a, a nice little relationship and rapport going out there at Oregon. But, man, every time you get a chance to go back and, and represent your school as a coach, like it's hard, not, it's hard to say no, man.
2: Yeah, hard the to, bit... The best thing Oregon got out of Demetrius Martin was coming over from Colorado and bringing Christian Gonzalez, in that first-round pick, to the the Patriots and, and balling out this season before he got injured. Other than that, nobody else has truly produced to the level they were supposed to. And so I'm not saying he was on the hot seat, but he wasn't living up to the expectations that he brought in with the the people, the prospects he brought in. So we'll see what happens. Alex?
0: Let's hit a comment and we'll get another commercial break. Carrie Collins, any words on the Washington mass exodus as well as landing, keeping the core at Oregon. We talked about this earlier in the segment, but yeah, man, Jamie talked about it. Two returning starters for Washington. And we talked about Oregon and, and Ohio state being the top two teams in the big 10 next year, just because they kept their core.
1: Two returning starters. That's amazing. True.
2: Two yeah, on I mean, defense. What they're not. It's a
1: different. Yeah. It's a different team.
0: Completely. It's, Nothing. Nothing's going to be the same next year. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely not. But let's let's get another commercial going, man. We got to keep the lights on here, you know.
4: Sound the alarms! Something monstrously merry is coming to town. Introducing Bones Coffee's newest batch, inspired by the giddy ghouls of Disney Tim Burton's *The Nightmare Before Christmas*. Nice work, Bones Caddy. Rich premium coffee infused with frighteningly festive flavors. The Pumpkin King, Santa Jack, Frog's Breath, Rough Weather, and Mudslide Boogie. Can't make decisions by yourself? Order them all! Bones also makes a perfectly marvelous gift for everyone on your nice list! And your naughty list! click the link to get these hauntingly holly jolly flavors delivered right to your door and it's not just for holidays bones has coffee concoctions for all 365 days of the year bones coffee and disney tim burton's the nightmare before christmas it's terrifyingly tasty this year bones coffee will be
0: And apparently all the Bama players can be yours, too. And that's what we're going to talk about <laughs> next. Alabama, you are the trailer park, and I am the transfer portal, man. Blowing up the trailer park down there in Alabama. All these Bama fans crying, oh, it's not fair. These rules ain't right. They need to change them. We're losing too many players. Y'all weren't crying when you were getting people like Jamison Williams or Eli Ricks. Or Jameer Gibbs, why are you crying now? I think this is the main reason the portal exists. When a head coach leaves, this is the best time for the portal to open for these uh, student-athletes, in my opinion. Like If your coach leaves, you should have a chance to leave too. And I actually think this is what the portal was designed for. This is the main reason. It wasn't so you could change teams every year. It was for situations and purposes like this. And I think it absolutely makes sense. It sucks, and it hurts, and I feel bad for the fans. But this is why it exists. Now there was one the wide receiver who transferred to Texas from Isaiah, Alabama, Isaiah Bond. Isaiah Bond. He talked about not even listening to Caleb DeBoer when he called. Now that's that's foolish, man. At least hear what your new coach has to say before you hit the portal. Just saying you're not even going to take his phone call. That's that's a bit ridiculous. But other than that, man, like I don't blame these kids. If if Nick Saban was the reason you went there, and and he and he's gone. Then you should have the right to leave, just like any other student attending any other college, any other university, anywhere. It makes total sense to me. They have but, a full class worth of people that have left. Twenty-six. Yeah. Twenty-six people in the portal, man. How are you gonna make that up? And you're talking about people big, like big time players. Katie Isaiah Proctor, Bond. Look, Katie Brock Downs to the one and two guy, number ranked number one and two in the portal, man. Those two guys alone leaving your program would hurt, and they're, out, they're on their For way sure. out. But what do you guys got, man? I want to my little rant. I
1: don't know. I kind of interrupted you with everything that I had, but those just those guys leaving, a whole class leaving, that's significant. I mean, how do you make that up? You can't just recruit another class. You can't have 50 people sign in next year.
0: I'm going to interrupt you, you gotta, right now because you did it to me. Yes, you will. Good. Have a spring portal, man. Don't act like this is the only one. All these people crying and saying it's not fair. It's not the only portal, man. After the spring, every kid gets a chance to re-enter their portal. They can restock at that point. There's going to be plenty of people that's going to want to go to Bama. So you just got to wait. It is what it is, man. And you got to
1: talk those people into staying, the ones that still haven't left yet. They can come back still. They can enter the portal and stay. Exactly. It does happen. Do your homework.
2: What you got, Jamie? Yeah, no, on this... I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Huh. I,
1: I agree with you, too. Silence Wi-Fi
0: must have went out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to you.
2: Damn.
1: Is he back? In my there bank. Sorry, you- I don't know what was going on. Everything's returning to Eugene but
2: the internet. Oh Oh, man, watch out for these winter storms. I tell you, Starlink don't got nothing on it, I guess. But, uh, no, I I 100% agree. So, you were saying, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, the transfer portal was created for this. Uh, these guys have a right to leave. Nick Saban is the reason why most of these guys committed to Alabama. Nick Saban's yeah. not there. They have a right to go to these places. You you look at at Proctor, the number one tackle. Uh, he was flipped; like he was committed to Iowa. He got flipped by Nick Saban. Now he's homesick. Mm-hmm. Ready to go home. He's most likely coming back to Iowa to play for them. He's the guy. And there's countless stories where Nick Saban has that aura, that that presence as a head coach to be able to get these guys Ooh. to Alabama. Yeah. And you gotta respect it. It's time for the portal to open. Sorry, you're on the bad end of this deal for once, Alabama. But that's what it's made for.
1: I gotta reverse my tone a little bit. Saban was the goat. I gotta give him some credit. Put some respect on his name, like you're saying. He's the man. That's why those guys were there, like you said, and that's why they're leaving. Yeah, they just wanted to play for him. Uh, They they, wanted a piece of that aura.
0: Yeah, and their NIL's in shambles because they weren't ready for this, right? It was like, hey, come play for Alabama. We're not going to give you as much money, but you're to play for the GOAT. And now that all yeah. the players are leaving, they don't have any money to keep them or, or retain them. So that's another reason. I, I can get money somewhere hurt. else, yep. That's what I think
1: is going to hurt Alabama in the long run. Like I was talking about earlier, that NIL. It's going to be hard for them to get a lot there.
0: Well, Ohio State tried to play that game, and now they learned their lesson. So I guess Bama's going to be in the same, same boat. Yeah, let's yep. bring in this AD that likes to spend money. Yeah, all right. Y'all got anything else to add before we move on? Oh.
1: I think we good. Let's go to the next spot.
2: All right. I Look tried to here. do this earlier.
0: Look at here. Jamie's gonna take the lead because it's his favorite coach of all
2: time. <laughs> oh, we we love Jamie's Mario. taking a knee. Oh man. So Cam Ward, he's all over the place. Is NFL? Is he not? Is he gonna go to Florida State? Is he gonna go to Miami? He did he did. Dec- for the draft the one the one caveat is he did not get an agent which tells you he was still torn about his decision he decides come back play for the coach that doesn't know how to make good quarterbacks and come come to miami i think that he was one of the top qbs in the transfer portal i would have loved if, if he came to oregon if dylan gabriel wasn't coming i thought he would have been great. Him. what's
1: that we would have taken him
2: yeah, I thought he would have been a great fit at Ohio State. I, I, that's where I would have pegged him to go, especially after watching the bowl game. Uh, but he, yeah, he's a great pickup for them. They needed a quarterback. I just don't believe in Mario Cristobal and quarterbacks. At least he's very developed already, and so he just needs to work on his ball security. And he'll, I think he'll up his draft stock if he can work on that.
1: Very developed with ball
0: security. Check. It's got very developed <laughs> <balls> security. <laughs> what you got, beef?
1: I, I like he said. Mario Cristobal doesn't develop quarterbacks. Cam Ward obviously is already developed, but they they just don't use the quarterbacks correctly. Some of these quarterbacks are good. I mean, uh, Hubbard he he didn't do well with him in Oregon. It, yeah. So I just think there's better places for Cam to go. That was that wasn't the place that's going to shine. I mean they're they're underproducing there with their recruiting rankings and I think they're going to underproduce again. And Cam Ward is going to have to tell Mario Cristobal, I need to take a knee here.
0: Is he going to do that? <laughs> Let me tell you why this is the perfect quarterback. For can't finish Mario Kristenball. Everybody's talking about how great Cam Ward is and how awesome he is. Yeah, he'll put up stats 300 or 3,735 yards, 25 TDs last year. But let's talk about his fumbles. Fumbles. This guy has had 46 fumbles in four years. Four years, 14 last. That's season. it. Seven multiple fumble <laughs> games, man. This is Mario Kristenball as a quarterback. He is going to win you gains. But he's also not going to be able to take a knee and fumble the ball and lose you some games. He's going to do it against Georgia Tech, isn't he? I like Cam Ward, and I think he's got some super talent. But this dude is dangerous to your own team, too. Like, if you can't put a defense with this guy, if you don't have a five top five defense to match Cam Ward, he's going to lose you a crap ton of games, too, man, just like Mario Cristobal. These guys should just go ahead, go to Las Vegas, get a wedding done. Perfect match, man. Perfect yep. match. Looks good. But you get into the weeds,
1: start seeing some moles. And, and that before they go to Vegas, neither of them take a knee.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's my take on it, man. We can talk about how he's a higher higher rated quarterback in the transfer portal. I think people only see the glass half full. They don't see it half empty, but man, this dude is a Did turn you say forty six in two years? Four. 46? Yeah, That's FKU. ungodly. And seven multiple fumble games. Seven. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awful. And that's not even talking He's, about his interceptions. He
1: should have transferred to Nebraska. <laughs> he should have, man.
0: <laughs> Lord, man. he had. He has. They th- put up with seven in the first three games. He throws interceptions, too, man. This guy is an absolute turnover machine. I know everybody's going to be super excited. I know Hurricane fans are going to be super excited. I don't think you found your guy. I don't think this is the guy who is uh, the controller of storms that you think he is. He's going to get washed up in that hurricane, man. And then Mario Cristobal, his quarterback coach, or his head coach. Pfft, good luck. Y'all got anything else to add? No, nah, we good. Let's go. All right, man. It is time. Oh, your favorite thing. My favorite thing. Quickies, boy, I love me a good quickie. Who doesn't love them to self a good quickie, man? <laughs> Got this mustache for that reason. I can savor the flavor, baby. Big 10 backers, best wikis. Let's get at it.
2: Hey, I'll get it started here. Here we go. DeBoer finds his DC from South Alabama's head coach, Kane Womack. These two coached together uh, on Indiana's coaching staff. At OC and DC there, and that's where that developed. Uh, he also comes from a long uh, a long line of uh, defensive coaches. His father coached 37 years uh, in college football, uh, ended his career as a defensive coordinator. So it's in his blood. I don't think this is a home run hire. You needed a home run hire for a defensive coordinator for Alabama. The uh, DeBoer knows offense. He's proven to not necessarily know defense, and they love defense in Alabama. I don't love this pickup. It's a wait and see just like everything else in Alabama.
0: Especially with its history at Washington. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he only had one good year at Indiana. I'm going to talk about five-star offensive tackle as a freshman, started at Alabama at left tackle. He's from Iowa originally, hit the transfer portal. Early favorites are in for him to go back home because he has been homesick. He was supposedly going to hit the portal even if Saban stayed because he misses the cornfield to Iowa but man, the Buckeyes are going to be trying. They're in pursuit. They're making phone calls, but I don't see it happening. He's going to be a Hawkeye. Oh,
1: that would be nice for either team. I mean, maybe Brian could have kept his job if he came there, but I doubt it. Uh, Yo, man, Caleb Downs is the other one coming from Alabama. Huge name, big time Bama transfer, probably going to go to Georgia. He's from Georgia. The Buckeyes finished in the top three. Uh, you you can never count out Oregon with everything they're bringing in, but I'm pretty sure he's
0: going to be a Bulldog. I think so too. You do have the defensive back coach Tim Walton, who is a lifetime friend of his dad, so that could maybe get interesting. But it didn't help him the first time because he was on the staff when he got recruited too. So,
2: yeah. Moving on, we got we got Kirk Ferentz. You know, he's he's running out of of sons to hire as offensive coordinators over there at Iowa. And quite frankly, they need to go from outside the family tree on this one and find some offense. Uh, We had – who did we have? We had Wisconsin's old head coach in in Paul Christ. Yeah, he he said no thanks, and I don't blame him. It seems like Ferentz is kind of trying to take control of that offense, and uh, they absolutely do not need that there. And so they need to – he needs to relinquish some of that control if he even wants to think about bringing in a good O.C.,
1: Yeah, Brandon, hit us up in this. I know you got some Iowa news, so. We do have a question.
0: Who are your Charger sources? College football dogs, man. They're our sources. They hook us up with all all kinds of information. Uh, Take a look at their articles, but that's our sources, man. College football dogs.
1: Yeah, and apparently there have been some real estate searches for Jim Harbaugh in the Southern California
0: area. And he's obviously took an interview. That's not, that's public knowledge that he, he took the interview at mm-hmm. least. But Nebraska adds veteran offensive coach Glenn Thomas as the co-offensive coordinator and QB coach from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think everybody's getting fired there, so they're looking for new homes, and Nebraska landed one of them. And the most insignificant
1: quickie we could probably have is a special teams coordinator for Penn State. Justin Lutzig. Enough said. Golden Gophers. Unless he does something. Find,
2: I thought you said enough said. Okay. Golden Gophers. <laughs> find their, their defensive coordinator. And former Rutgers linebacker coach. Corey Heatherman. Corey
0: Heatherman.
1: Huh? Northwestern. Crazy. After the season they had. Parting ways with their offensive line coach. Kurt Anderson. And they hire offensive coordinator. Zach Lujan. I'm just surprised that it, with the season that they had where it should have been abysmal that they got rid of anyone.
0: Yeah, I was kind of kind of shocked, but maybe they didn't like each other. Maybe he stole his McDonald's hamburger or something. I don't know. No, that was at Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> that was at Michigan. That was Harbaugh. <laughs> Anyways, Wisconsin, my Badgers, adds former Rutgers offensive line coach for the same position for the Badgers, A.J. Bozczyk. I'm not sure how to say his name either. I'm just I'm getting all the hard names. We
2: got <laughs> They're all hard
0: for you. Aren't they? This is true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got Maryland's QB, Tulua denied an extra year of eligibility. So he's off to the NFL to join his brother, most likely on the practice squad, but he'll be there.
1: Most likely on the he's gonna throw some interceptions on that squad. Oh, this is an interesting one, man. That Purdue head coach Ryan Walters takes a jab at the new Indiana head coach Signetti. You know, after the Indiana basketball game, they lost to Purdue, eighty-seven to sixty-six. But we got to give you some history on this. Famously, in his introductory speech, Signetti said, "Purdue sucks," and well, so does Ohio State and Michigan. So, I mean, he had that coming back, and good on Ryan Walters for firing back a little bit, keeping that in his back pocket. But now you got to come through in the game.
0: Yeah, no doubt. UCLA, they go out and grab themselves a Ducks safety Brian Addison from the transfer portal.
2: That's a good pickup there. The Oregon Ducks are also stacking up on de- defensive backs. They add their third uh, defensive back from the transfer portal. Uh, this time with Duke's own Brandon Johnson. They are stacking up, and that comes after losing their cornerback coach. They bring on a cornerback, so they obviously still believe that coaching staff there and and keeping that going. So Chris Hampton's doing something right.
1: USC five-star quarterback commit Julian Lewis just reclassifies to 2025. And then he
0: reopened his his recruitment too, so – Oh, when did that happen? That happened shortly after that happened. <laughs> oh, shit. He's yeah. like, I'm going to reclassify. Let me dabble out what? there. So,
1: All right. Let's we'll see yeah. what we got. I mean, he's going to be behind some people.
0: And how about this, man? As soon as Jetfish announces his move to Washington, nine okay. kids from Arizona enter the transfer portal within 30 minutes of each other. And Fafita's Ooh-hoo! not
1: one of them. And Fafita's and crazy. And Fafita
0: in there to eat in
2: yeah. so They still got I, time. Yeah, we got time. But uh, last but not least, this might sound like a typo or I'm saying it wrong here, but Miami's own version of Van Wilder in Cam McCormick, the tight end, is granted a ninth year of eligibility at Miami. Oh, that's, I got, a, that's well, I got a few
0: more for you. But, yeah, that dude's been yeah. in college longer than – or half my time in my career in the Air Force. It's kind of crazy, ain't it?
2: That's crazy.
0: We got a couple more, man. You skipped over some. Austin Mack, quarterback from Arizona. He's going to, I mean, from Washington, is following his coach to Alabama.
1: And the common sense move of the year, Beth Goats. She got promoted from interim to full-time AD, specifically because she fired Brian Ferns. Yeah, she you, got that guy out of her dad's basement and said, time to move on. But I really think it was just Kurt being like, yo, uh, can you fire my son for me? Because I don't want to do it.
0: I think she's the only one who has balls out of the two. I think that's why. She's and rich. We got to talk about Bill Goldberg. Ooh-wee. Bill Goldberg. Son. <laughs> Mitt, two. Dion Sanders in Colorado. He is a linebacker, man. and Damn.
1: So More spotlight.
0: be playing for Neon, Deon, Time Sanders. Oh,
1: now he's going to be on
0: the set at Big Noon. Oh, Lord, they're going to do like four uh, consecutive Big Noons there again. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a wrestling ring outside of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, nothing another says Showtime like Adam Goldberg's on there. Just another, <laughs> another way for ESPN to cover that story.
0: Are they going to have him and The Rock duke it out at the 50-yard line just for fun, WWE style? Oh,
1: they should. Absolutely. I would watch
0: that. Big news, make that happen. If not ESPN, you got it. But anyways, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Beav, Jamie, thank y'all. But get us on out of here. Thank y'all, Big Ten Backers. Like, subscribe, share our show.
1: Get it going around. It's spreading like wildfire, so keep it going. Help us out. Subscribe to our show. Comment on it next time. We need some more more love from y'all. Let's get out of here. God bless. Thank you all for joining us.
0: On the college football dogs website, you'll find a main page that features some of our biggest and newest stories. Our conference pages for content related to your favorite team's conference. Our team store, where we have products that are available all year long, as well as gear available for a limited time only. Our podcast page, where you can see
1: when one of the 12-plus College Football Dogs podcast is streaming live on social media. Our subscription page, where you can join our Discord. If you're interested in becoming a contributor
0: at College Football Dogs, email us at info at collegefootballdogs.com if you enjoy any college football dogs content we